Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome. This is uh, Shauna Glidden, and my co-host, Debbie Surrett, is uh, off exploring that new job that we shared uh, on our last uh, show together. And uh, I want to uh, share with you some positive changes that have happened uh, and uh, share a little bit about the way the show has shifted and changed. <clears throat> There's been a big wave of um, There's been a big wave of uh, energy that has swept us both up, and uh, I'd like to share with you a little bit about that today. Um, I want to welcome anyone who's new listening to the show, and thank you for uh, stumbling upon us or being recommended by a friend. Um, And I want to thank all of our listeners for their patience with the absence that Debbie and I have had uh, on our show uh, these recent weeks that have passed. Um, And uh, I want to let you all know that normally what we do is we do a Goddess of the Week, a Book of the Week, um, and we do a... um, uh, a bit of a meditation that takes us into sacred space. Um, And uh, today is going to be a bit of a deviation from that. And I'll explain all of that as we go along in our show. So um, settle in, take a couple of uh, big, deep belly breaths. Let's just take a minute to sort of come away from uh, being in that, outward busyness of our daily lives and just settle into wherever you are in the world, get comfortable, put your feet on the floor, take a couple of big, deep belly breaths where you push your belly out as you breathe in and you push your belly in as you breathe out like you would if you were doing yoga. So let's take some time and breathe in. And send your energy all the way down your body out into the earth, find the roots of that old grandmother tree, wrap your energy around and ground, and breathe in, send your energy down to that space, and ground, and this last breath, bring your awareness, as well as your energy, down through your body, out your feet, deep into the earth, and ground. Now, um, I want you to start to open into the conversation about change. Uh, Today's show is about change and how we respond to sudden unexpected changes in direction. Um, As you all have experienced, I'm sure recently there's been a lot of change in the world, in the energy, in the way people relate to each other, and things are really heating up. 
what you'll notice is that uh, Debbie and I did our shows together uh, for uh, several months. And then uh, there was a show that uh, we shared that Debbie got uh, a new job and was taking a bit of a hiatus um, while she integrated and got trained and, and learned that new job. And then I did a show and uh, then there was uh, no shows. <laughs> um, what has transpired for both Debbie and I is, you know, uh, when we first developed the idea of doing this shows. I mean, we talked about it as we shared with you before for many, many years before we ever did the show. It was Debbie that sort of had the idea because she'd heard there was a comedian doing um, conversations in cars, old cars on the internet way back. And um, she thought that that would be a really great idea for the two of us because we had these really in-depth kind of creative, meaningful conversations that helps us move along the continuum, gives us insight and um, kind of inspires us together and individually. So um, she pitched that idea to me probably about five or six years ago now. And uh, I just wasn't there. I didn't even really understand. And I, at that point, had not really heard anything about podcasts. And I'm not sure when she pitched it, if podcasts were the big thing, actually. So time went and she did her thing and I did mine. And then I started to cycle back into that understanding of that conversation because I found blog talk radio and um, some spiritual teachers that I was pretty jazzed about and some other, you know, formats elsewhere. And, and I started to realize that, you know, that's what Debbie actually was meaning when she said that's what we should do um so what i decided was as i explored this medium you know doing a lot of preliminary research i i thought that maybe debbie and i could do it together i am a deeply collaborative individual by nature i i don't mind being a leader and i am usually because i'm usually ahead of the curve but i like to bring people with me to collaborate because i really thrive learning new things and and seeing things from multiple perspectives i'm i'm more about the differences being the jazzed place for me than you know the similarities um obviously you have to have similarities because that brings you together, but the real meaningful thing and conversations for me are when things are a bit different in that juxtapositions. Uh, so I, at the same time, was having this desire to do this. Debbie was having some pretty big work changes that she's talked about and alluded to in previous episodes. And she was going from, you know, years ago when she was young in her 20s, owning a very large hairstyling studio that was part of a chain, a franchise. And then leaving that because of sudden events that happened. Um, I think she shared in a past show that she had a, a very tragic situation with the staff happened and, and the impact of that touched her and all of her staff to the point where she decided she was getting out of that and moving to rural uh, area here and opening up a shop, just her on her own. And she did that for 20 years or more, I would think. And uh, that's how I met her in uh, that hair capacity. And we became fast friends and spiritual sisters way back in the day. And, uh, you know, we'd done all sorts of wonderful things together. And so as I was exploring this 
you know, should we be doing this podcast thing that I wasn't quite sure what that meant. She was having sort of a crisis of, I think I'm done with hairstyling and what do I want to do next? So she went to university, she went to college and she went to university and, and she experienced, uh, no, these are the things. Um, and then she did other working for others types of jobs in her exploration and stopped and started those because they weren't her passion. Now, uh, the key thing about that in her journey, and um, we did uh, actually record a show a couple of weeks ago that we were going to share with you, and uh, it didn't record for technological differences. I don't know what happened, but it didn't record. So I'm sharing with you part of what she shared on that. Um, So when that happened, um, she was working at a place that wasn't her passion, but, you know, was part of her journey. And she came across someone that said, you'd be great for this job. And so told her a little bit about this new place that was opening up a aesthetic and hairdressing school and was looking for, in the future, a hairstyling teacher. And that's so up her alley because she loves to teach and she had already taken some train the trainer courses and was, you know, already jazzed about that and did a lot of other teaching in, you know, Reiki and whatnot before. And so as luck would have it, this thing came up uh, uh, onto her path. She had uh, accepted it, uh, but it wasn't manifesting for a while. And she had to leave this other job because it was time. It was just time. She needed to move on and she wanted some recuperation time between all those. So in that recuperative empty space, so to speak, um, we had the conversation about the show and that's how we said, yay, let's do this together. And in that, her commitment to the show and to me was that it was long term. Um, and in the space that we were both in at the time, that was the way it was going to be. And so we talked about if her new job would take her you know, out of the loop for a while, we'd record some shows and have those ready for you guys. And, and um, we would sort of revisit that as it came. So we did all our flurry of shows and then she got her job and then she had to take a step back because she was creating curriculum, making sure she was meeting government regulations for the licensing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And having done a job like that myself before, I know how much energy it takes to create. And as you probably can imagine and may or may not know, uh, the energy of creation comes from spirit. Um, And it's in tandem with our mental, of course, and our actualizing of that side of ourselves. But the creational part is part of making a concrete development of something tangible. So, you know, that had to go into all her creative energy and all her tangible, how do I make this work and the physical making it work went into that time frame that she was absent from the show. And I think we talked about that way back. Um, at the same time, all that was happening. Some very significant shifts and changes happened in my life and my family's life. And we had to uh, restructure the way that we were doing our lives in a very significant and meaningful way. Um And these changes were somewhat sudden and unexpected. And the response for me and my family was very interesting. So it's 
in reflection now, months later, that's why I only did one show and then had to refocus my energy into the family as Debbie had to do with this new endeavor at work. Um, what I discovered and what looking back, I discovered, is that all of the work that I have done on myself and all of the focus of realigning myself to spirit has really given me uh, an easier transition into something that I had no control over that made a big change in our lives. And, you know, if you knew me when I was much younger, um, and people who do would know this, um, I'm a fixed astrological sign and so uh, being a fixed sign we tend to like things to stay the same we like stability predictability you know Um, but my other aspects of my astrology self um, are about uh, that fiery passion that creativity that unlimited imagination and spirit in this concrete body that I live in (laughs) Um, So, you know, my journey has been how do I mitigate those places? How do I interweave them? What do I learn about them? And how can I get resisting that need to control the outcome of life? Um, And, you know, my life has given me some pretty big hard knocks about, oh, I am so not in control of life. I am only have control over what I do to respond to that and where I make my choices. You know, and I could be here for hours sharing the school of hard knocks and lived experience because that's how I chose to learn uh, about resisting change. And, um, you know, as I've probably said before in this show, I've had many spiritual teachers and every single one of them has said, you know, the only thing that is constant and something we can count on is that everyone and everything is changing. And it's true. You know, if you if you look at the natural world as our our outward mirror and example, you know, um, even though, for example, a tree has the DNA here, we have maple trees that in the spring, the buds of the leaves come out in the summer, the leaves are in full bloom and in the fall, they're beautiful, but they start to die and and take on colors and they die off and fall off the trees and we have bare trees for the winter and the cycle begins again in the spring. Um, It's different every year because soil is different. The air is different. The water is different. Climate change is happening. You know, the environment's different. So we, of course, are embodied with the DNA of ourselves and all the generations before us in our physical sense, in in our patterns of lived experience, in our spirituality. But um, our job is not to be static, but to evolve and to respond to change. And so typically what all of us have done because of where we come from, and I'm no exception, you know, I grew up in a family that was quite chaotic and um, somewhat functional. And having been and am an empath and an energy being, um, it was very difficult to to manage those places between the sudden, unexpected, unpredictable things that often were not so good and the um, opportunities that were there for my healing and journeying and taking my power. But as a kid, you have less uh, power over what your choices are and you're learning them, right? So 
when I grew into being an adult, part of the struggle I had was I always wanted things to be the same because I was afraid of change. Because in my previous experience as a child, they were dangerous or difficult or painful or restricting. And I always felt a victim of, you know, someone else. So part of the healing that I had to do in my lived experience, which included, you know, my own therapeutic journey into myself and my family's negative legacy and my spiritual awakening and my, my healing emotionally and spiritually and physically was to reclaim that creative, powerful, emotional, uh, spiritual, uh, psychic, uh, empathic place and my very concrete linear analytical mind that is stellar it is stellar <clears throat> but I couldn't bridge those worlds so my spiritual awakening and healing has always been building the bridge between those places so it's not that our mind and the way that we think and analyze is a bad thing it's that it has center stage it can't be where we determine what we do next from we must as we shared in the wheels in previous shows, determine only from spirit. That's that wise, intuitive place. So it doesn't mean you don't do your research, because I love that. It doesn't mean you don't think about it and ruminate and analyze it, because that's necessary. But the ultimate decision of how we weave those things together in something of meaning and power is in our intuitive, emotional, embodied place. Now, recently... I found an integrated uh, medical doctor <clears throat> in the States who actually got her training here in Nova Scotia, um, who went and discovered all sorts of alternative healing, including working with shamans, and is an acupuncturist, and, and uh, oh, she does a whole bunch of things, and offers uh, integrated medicine clinic in the States, she in a video was talking about that embodied place that we live in and that what has happened in our Western culture is that our mind has taken basically over that place and that it's all about what we think instead of that feeling place. So um, as every spiritual teacher has told me and, and my lived experience has taught me that once we get in our body through the uh, navigation and experience and feeling of our emotions because our emotions are the way in they're the messengers of what's happening for us in our world for example if you're feeling unhappy and and you feel tired the body is saying something isn't working something is out of balance that's our way in to say do we need to look at where we're putting all our attention and our energy and are living our lives. Is it too much of an outward pouring, not a, enough of a nourishing and rebalancing to, to balance that outward energy that we have? So, you know, in the body, through the emotion and the way we feel is how we learn about ourselves and what is best for us and how to navigate our life in a healthier way. You know, if you're always in drama and you're always feeling something intensely emotional one way or the other, something's out of balance. You know, do you need uh, to go and get 
some energy work done? Do you need to get a massage? Do you need to sleep more? Do you need to let go of some toxic relationships or, or patterns or emotions or, or lived experience or something from the past? Do you need to see a therapist? You know, it, there, there are ways in which we must respond to ourselves because we should be first and then go outward. So Debbie and I were in this huge shift of where our energy and our attention was being drawn. And we were responding to that in our own unique ways. And so for me, what happened when this unexpected change happened in my family, normally, you know, I would go into resistance. Not even a little did I go there. I was already feeling and dreaming and seeing and knowing these things were coming and was asking spirit to show me what to do. And so when this happened, it was an easy transition. Suddenly, something happened that was out of our control. And both myself and my partner just went into this, okay, we know why this happened in the bigger picture. And this is good for us in the big picture. And okay, what are we going to do about our day to day? And those things fell into place I woke up one morning and I knew something and I shared it with my partner and we activated that. And in a tangible way, something positive happened to make it easy to do this transition. And, you know, money came, support came, uh, rest and recuperation came, reconnecting came. And it was a powerful time of redefining, oh, what is really meaningful for us? And, you know, at the same time that that's happening, I'm about to go into later in the year a huge birthday, <clears throat> a huge birthday. And it's making me look at, you know, between now and when they put me in the great beyond, what do I want to do? What have I done? Where am I passionate? Where am I feeling, oh, God, this is not to be continued. Where am I going? What do I need to do? So, in these days and weeks that followed, um, I'm feeling a shift in energy in the show and and in Debbie. And Debbie's not even in that awareness. And she would tell you this because she shared this in the last show. <clears throat> She's just in that producing mode of how do I make this thing happen? Because there's a deadline before they get students. And then how do I do this thing with the students? Because this is our first uh, wave of students. And you know, she's in that whole place. And she's feeling something, but she's not really able to attend to it because her focus is elsewhere. But I, in, you know, the joy about having me as a friend and the angst of having me as a friend, I feel things immediately when they shift and change. And most people aren't even aware of it yet. So that happened. So I texted her and said, hey, let's revisit what you want to do with the show. And I hadn't really heard from her because she was in that, you know, doing mode. And so we had a couple of texting conversations that she's not sure, you know, she's still sort of, this work has taken a lot of work and she's loving it, but blah, blah, blah. So I let that go and kept dreaming and asking for direction from spirit. And then I could just feel that a decision had to be made. So, and I just felt like Debbie just wasn't able to do that. So I had a conversation with her and she came over and we had a very, difficult and loving conversation at the same time. Difficult only because she hadn't allowed herself to fully be present that she had to let go of the show. 
And and she did difficult because she committed to me and we are great friends and she didn't want to let me down and she loved doing the show, but she really knew she didn't have the energy for it because this takes a lot of what she has to do now and it's where she needs to be. <clears throat> so we had this meaningful, long conversation about where I was, where my family was, um, where my attention was, where her attention was and and, you know, she was grateful that I was able to sort of bring that forward. And I kind of do that with the world. That's kind of what I do. I go into workplaces where people are struggling and where they can't speak their truth or they don't know how or they have so much work they can't even get their consciousness around. Jesus, what am I feeling in this moment? And I bring this huge light of awakening, kind of like a fire starter. And those things start to manifest. And I help with that transition. So everything I do is about transition. So that's what we had this conversation about. And it was awesome. You know, it deepened our friendship. It made us cry. It made us laugh. And we were sad because we really wanted to work together, but really loving ourselves and each other enough to know um, it's just not supposed to be this way anymore. And so we learned without resisting and and as we surrendered into this very hard place, meaning that we were sad that this had to be over the way it was, because um, we love having these conversations with each other and, and with you, um, it had to be, you know, as we surrendered into what really was in the moment now, and knowing that everything has a life cycle, you know, that's what what I learned about this more and more as we deepened into this conversation, it had a timeline and a life cycle and it was out of our control. You know, things live and die and it's not our control. We don't get to pick what, what that time is. We just get to pick how powerful a positive death could be. So in that moment, in those conversations with this woman I love is my dearest friend and her with me, I allowed that death to happen. So as that change was unfolding and we were crying because we were going to miss each other because it knew, you know, this was a really big deal for two, two of us to do together. It was like one letting go of a dream kind of, so to speak. As we did that, this beautiful death took place as we surrendered. And it, it was deepening our friendship, making us see that, it was a beautiful thing that we did together and that she's not totally leaving the show. She's just not committing to do it with me every week because she can't. And um, she wants to support me to launch this because she really believes in, you know, what I share with the world. And she talked about uh, her experience of having me as a friend and someone to share these with and the impact I've had on her life. I talked about that with her and it was awesome. So this difficult change that brought that where, you know, our lives are moving in these different directions in a good way. Um, me, as I go into this elder time of what am I going to be as this crone and what's my medicine going to look like in the world? I'm, I'm reevaluating, you know, how much energy do I give to things and people? And how do I give to myself? So what I've recognized that the time where I give to others needs to be refocused, me giving to myself. You know, I said to some friends 
lately some spiritual women I hang with um, who I love uh, that I was in a bit of a spiritual crisis at this time of life and coming to terms with the fact that if, you know, I, I had all the money in the world and I could do this, I would just take a respite from my life for a year and travel and eat in French restaurants where people are doing creative things with food. I'm a foodie. Go to historical places and feel the energy there. Go to art galleries and museums and sit in cafes and talk with people from all over the world and get new perspectives and have different spiritual experiences. So I recognize, as I'm saying that, and inside this experience of change, What's asking for this time in my life is to feel that I am the most important thing in my own life as I go from here to, you know, the great beyond and the grave when that happens. That not that other people aren't important, but the level of importance needs to be me first and then outward, you know, in a different way than I've done it in the past. Because if you knew me, People who knew me will know this. Um, I'm really great at boundaries, you know, but I have uh, shared myself in a way that now needs refining because that's what happens when you go into menopause and I'm totally past that, into the crone. The crone time is nourishing the self and then what do I want to do? Not what I have to do. Not what other people expect me to do. Um, but what do I want to do and what is my soul asking me to do and what is spirit wanting me to use me as a vehicle to be of service in the world to first and foremost myself and then those around me that I love and I'm committed to and then the outside world. So this is a refinement process. This little death, as shamans call it, is dying into who I was as, as a young person you know, dying into what it meant to be young and active and, and that outward um, making my world happen place. And uh, how do I make a living? You know, how do I be successful? Where am I validated? Now, as I'm dying into this little death of the crone and that powerful medicine woman that's beckoning to me, it's about listening to where I feel inspired and creative and thriving. So the other day, I took my coffee and went out in the porch, and I have been praying to those who helped me, my helping spirits and the ancestors and whatnot. I did a pipe, <clears throat> a medicine pipe, uh, where I put tobacco into a pipe fill in a particular way and call to, you know, particular energies and ask for clarity and then immediately feeling that place <clears throat> where I'm out of the sorrow of that feeling lost place more every moment and allowing those places to happen when they do uh, because they're part of the journey and relaxing into not knowing and as I'm sitting on the porch with my tea and I'm doing some searches with my computer, there's some information I was asking for right there. <laughs> and I'm going, oh, oh, so this is what spirit's trying to tell me. Right there in front of me will be the way into and onto and through the journey that I'm taking. And I am uh, an outward manifestation of that for all of you. 
So as Debbie and I allowed this change to happen in our lives that was calling us to do other things, paying attention to that, talking about it together, and surrendering into what is and where this new direction is going, having that open sense of curiosity and a sense of adventure, a deeper love for ourselves. So Debbie had a deeper love to be able to say, I can't do this. I know I said I would, but I can't, and I feel bad, and I feel sad about that. (laughs) And she allowed herself to have the courage to open that scary place where she had committed to a friend. And as she did, the response from me was, you know, I'm sad, and I'm a little bit, you know, confused, but I'm okay, and we're okay, and I understand this is asking for something different for me. And I allowed myself to be unafraid of the emptiness of that, right? Because something was being taken out of my energy field, out of my life, you know, having this lovely experience with my friend, because even the creating of these shows before we went on air was fun for us. And, and knowing that the friendship is lifelong, you know, that's a beautiful gift. And that this unknown place that I am dying into and allowing space for, you know, is okay. Uh, after it all happened, you know, I, I <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> took myself out for walks and listened to music and cried and laughed and <clears throat> shared with my partner and with Debbie and and allowed the empty space to be without fear, without resisting, without needing to know why and where and when. And as I do that, it comes. And it comes through the way that I feel. And I feel at this moment in time that what's calling to me is creativity. So, you know, it's not doing, it's being, and listening to things that inspire me, watching things that inspire me. Um, you know, my partner and I just watched a movie on Netflix that was about being older and uh, this couple, you know, finding their way through that. And it was French, it's set in a French setting. So for me, that's the creative culture. That's what that represents for me. And you know, as I watched this alternative view of aging, I went, aha, okay. You know, there's some other things on Netflix uh, with Jane Fonda and uh, Lily Tomlin. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but anyway, you, I'm sure you can find it. That shows the same thing over these two seasons of series. It shows, you know, just because you're getting old doesn't mean you're uh, just waiting to die or no longer important. So, so I think what I'm doing at this stage of life and this radio show is part of that is spirit is saying, um, what do you want to do with this and your knowledge and, and your life? And it's supposed to be fun now. It's supposed to be something you're inspired by now. It's supposed to be creative now. And so we will show you the way through and onto and into that experience if you open and be with where you wake up in the morning every day with, you know? So 
I'm listening to that and I'm going towards the things that make me feel good. You know, um, I'm not advocating paying my bills and whatnot because you got to do that, but I feel good about that. <laughs> anyway, um, and I'm looking at the world from a different place now where I don't have to, but I want to. You know, and anyone who's in menopause now, what is happening for you as you're in that fiery state of agitation? You know, that's where, you know, people don't know what to do with a menopausal woman because they deem her to be cranky. She's not cranky. She's just saying, look, I'm not doing this anymore. And you don't have control over me now. And it looks like this. And, And typically women have to get angry to do that because they have not given themselves permission to say no very often. Or they expect it to be people pleasers and they they fell into that place unconsciously. So menopause is a place that's unplugging you from that place, demanding because your body is changing and your energy is shifting. You can't do what you used to do before, not because you're getting old and you're, you're uh, depleted energy now between now and when you die, but you're at, your energy is saying, look, we can't keep this unbalanced energy up. We can't keep doing what we did And taking care of others to the degree that we did, because it's not the way it's supposed to be from now on. You will have plenty of fiery, passionate energy, but you have to unplug from that other way of being. That's what menopause is about. It's saying unplug from the energy-depleting relationships, from the way that you took responsibility for others, for that codependent place that you keep running, from the not being able to say no, from taking on too much, from being responsible for everyone. It's not that now going forward. And it's demanding you because you have to sleep more. You don't have the energy to do that. You can't actually take on so much stuff. So that's what's dying. It's not you and your body. It's that out of balanced way you lived your life as a woman on the planet and everywhere you gave your power to someone else. When you allow your children and your adult children to define how much money they should have from you, for example. And, you know, I I recently saw these a series of articles in the news about uh, people my age and older, you know, having their houses paid off and whatnot and their older children not getting full-time jobs and living off them. And so they're in debt. The, the people that have paid off, lived their life, paid off their debts, are now taking out mortgages to help their children. Not okay. Not Okay. It's not that we're not supposed to help them. We're supposed to help them to facilitate the hard places themselves. So those are the places that at menopause are demanding. Stop. You know, I've had to go through that. Where have I been putting my energy for my family? And, you know, women are the hub of families and and communities and workplaces. They just are. I'm not saying it's okay, but that's the way it is. So we have to redefine that place, and nobody's going to do that but us. So this style of energy that's shifting at menopause is doing so because the body, through our physical changes and our emotional changes, are demanding we let go of the old. And I promise you, if you do that, stellar acceptance, 
and without resistance. And of course, you know, you still need to do that. Either your your eating habits need to change too. You know, everything changes. Um, that's the way they call it the change. And once you do that, and you start to listen differently to your body and emotions, where I pick up energy, I notice is where I do something that I enjoy, that is in alignment what what is the next phase of my life. Where I get sick and tired is where I give my power away to that old part of me. So that's what the crone is asking for me. So, you know, Debbie and I making this shift in the show is part of that, and she's just going into that menopausal phase that she was telling you guys about in the show that you can't hear because it didn't tape. Um, and I am through that now. So it stands to reason that our, our lives are to take that focus. So our friendship has weathered this magnificent change. And that's because we care about each other and had those authentic conversations. And I encourage you to do that as things change in your life. Cause I know that these things that are happening for us are an outward manifestation of what's happening for you and your own self and your own lives. So many workplaces are changing. So many workplaces are letting go of people uh, who are older for ridiculous reasons because they don't know what to do and they're not attending to their own shifts and changes. Corporations are making bad decisions about human capital and where they put their energy. Um, Governments are, you know, People have elected ridiculous governments. Ours not being so. We have a magnificent leader. Um, But that's happening because the old patriarchal ways of what men and women are, how we live our lives, who we are as gendered people and how we see ourselves is changing. Um, And those old ways of making money and what we think our jobs are, that's demanding change. So the more that people keep plugging into that white male dominated ideology of, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about men who are in that demographic who are decent. You know, I'm talking about that old world energy of entitlement and conquering and this is mine and we have to compete with each other and we don't share. We, we are moving into that feminine collective consciousness that's demanding that we make change. So this stage of life is that if I, if I hurt you because I get something and you don't, we don't thrive. The world will not thrive. It truly is as simple as that. I thrive and I share that thriving with you and you thrive and we make exponential spiraling upward positive change that thrives. That's what's being asked about all of us. That's what the spiritual discourse is now. That's what this change is in my life as a person in a partnership with my partner in my family and in that demanding change in this radio show with Debbie. It's in the small details. It's right into the big things about what do you want to do with your job and your life and your energy. So what I suggest, what we've learned from this process is to deepen into allowing change. You know, if if things are happening in your workplace and they're scaring you, it's okay because that change is going to benefit you if you don't resist that change. 
if you move into that change with more receptivity and ask, what am I supposed to do now? Does it mean you have to uh, maybe leave that department and go to that other job that you've been thinking about? Do you need to leave the company? Do you, do you need to allow yourself to know that if the company leaves you, <laughs> um, do you need to put some things in place so you can make that transition comfortably? You know, what is, uh, are there people in your lives that are sucking your energy and like enough is enough? And if you can't mitigate those and, and heal that place between you and, and grow that, then maybe it's time to let go. Do you need to expand your horizons, take a course, read a book, listen to a show? You know, do you need to spend more time in nature? Do you need to do ritual? You know, usually the way to connect with spirit is you have to consciously make that decision every day. So for me, I get up every day, no matter how angst I feel, I get my coffee and I light a candle to my ancestors and I do my prayers. And I say, like I'm talking to somebody who knows me because they do, I'm a mess today. (laughs) I'm losing it. Or here's what's happening. Please help us. Please help so-and-so. Show us the way through in a way we understand. Every day I do that. And before I go to bed, I thank them before I nod off to sleep. And I ask for messages in my dreams. And they come. When your life is too busy and they're not hearing spirit or you're not knowing the way through, it's because your life is too full of things that don't matter. Or that you've, you've given too much importance to. So, you know, we got to make a living. we got to eat food. we got to, you know... Those are important, but the busyness of life is us avoiding what needs to change in us. And nobody's going to make those changes but you. So I encourage you to be courageous and ferocious in opening and surrendering to change. Don't resist it. You've got to acknowledge the fear of, oh, my God, you know, you could lose your job or, oh, my God, you know, your partner and you may be splitting or, oh, my God, you're not feeling well. What does that mean? I mean, whatever it is, you know, whatever's scaring you, you have to, first of all, say, okay, I feel fear about this. It's scaring me to to pieces. But then say, in relationship to your emotion and your body and a helping spirit and your ancestors or the massage therapist that's going to help you move the energy or a shaman that helps you know or your therapist, or your bestie, your best friend, or, you know, something has to move that energy. And so commit to do that and open and allow whatever comes to happen and let go of what you thought it should be. That's the deal. When we work with spirit and we're surrendering into change, you have to let go of what you thought something was. So I am... You know, in this process of change, I've been grieving who I was as a woman, not because, you know, uh, it was bad. It sometimes might have been difficult, but most times it's just who I thought I was and what I thought it would be for the rest of my life. It's okay to let that go because that's creating the me that I feel more comfortable in. You know, I'm, as I'm doing this, I, I work with clients recently, and I'm noticing that that work is so much easier on me in my energy and how I do it, what I do leading up to it. It's more organic. It's, it's, it's faster work. It's comfortable work. It's easier work, and it's more impactful for my clients. So 
That's the deal. When you are in alignment with letting go of that which no longer serves us, it is because we hear it and know it and feel it by emotions and physical changes to the body and our health and well-being. And if we attend to that by getting the help that we need, by talking to a friend, by doing ritual, by doing prayer, by going out in nature, do yoga, go for a walk, go for a run, you know, do something that nurtures and nourishes you as you change. Unplug from the flurry of everyone and make space every day or at least once a week for just you. And that can be truly just take yourself on a book and go outside. You know, uh, have a coffee and go explore. You know, if you like to antique hunt, do something that nurtures you is what I'm trying to say. And I promise you, the messages for the next stages and how you're supposed to do them are like breadcrumbs. And if you pick those up and keep working them, you will be to a place of, of new insight, greater energy, because energy is going to grow because you're nurturing yourself. And know <clears throat> that you have to give yourself permission to let go of what no longer serves you. So you have to have that intention. I give myself permission to let go of everything that's not serving me. And I ask it to be done in beauty, gently. It's okay to ask for that. And then listen and let go. And listen and move into something you love more. And that will inspire you. That will connect you to the next thing, to the next thing, until you're on your way. And it is truly as simple as that. And we make it more difficult because we're afraid and only because we're afraid. So I encourage you to find that opportunity in every moment of change. Because change is happening every second of every minute of every hour of every day in every year. And all that is required of us is to know that we can't stop that. Because, you know, it's that adapt or die thing. But our job is to make conscious choices about how we deal with that change. Consciously, you can say, I'm resisting this. I'm not going there. That's cool. Just know that's what you're doing. And it will let yourself feel what your energy is like when you do that. And I guarantee you, you won't be doing that for very long. Um, make a conscious choice to ask yourself, what do I have to do or feel in this next moment to align with change? Ask for help in the dream and to be able to remember that in your daily life as you walk around your world and that the right people and places come to your support as you're on this journey. So you can find whatever you need in the way that you need and be awake enough to do that. Because really, it's all about us evolving as people. You know, when I look back at how much energy I put into trying to be the same when I was younger and how much effort that agony of being me was back then, I shake my head in astonishment. Um, So once you get through the change, and I want you to think back to a time where change might have been difficult, but then once you got through it, it was so much better to remind yourself in those moments when you want to be stuck that it's okay. 
that that actually it will be growing into something better. So this show is no different. So Debbie is moving on from her long-term commitment to the show. She'll show up periodically when she feels inspired. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the show will be. It will always be about women and spirituality. And I think I would like ultimately a stable co-host, meaning someone that's constantly going to be my (laughs) co-host because Debbie was stable as a person. Um, But... um, I'm going to take time to find that person because it needs to be the right fit. And I'm sure spirit will show me that as things unfold. But in the meantime, I think what I'd like to do is I'm going to invite women on to talk about their spiritual awakening and have a theme of the week about that and share spiritual teachings that I know, like, you know, we've done in the past. But I'd like to have women on to share their stories. So I want you to hear yourself in every woman that's on this show. So wherever you are in your journey, that you feel supported and loved by us, that you know you can listen and know that you're not alone. I I, I think that's the key to whatever we're doing. (coughs) (coughs) Sorry, a bit of a cold. So um, I'm going to creatively move into this and see what comes. It will be a weekly show. I hope to do them live every week and and probably in the evening once a week. I will rework that and get back to you and let you know. Um, And I want you to know that every change you make and every conscious awareness you have grows you into more of who you are meant to be in the authentic place on the journey that you're on and there's no mistake about that and I support that and hold space for you as I do for myself with love a sense of curiosity and adventure and I ask you this week to consciously make yourself a priority in some way and see how that moves and reach out to a sister who feels that struggle and may feel alone, either in just a smile as you see them in your day-to-day life, and that energy brings the light to consciousness for that soul sister, that woman that you may not know, to someone you know, you know, just make space to listen, have a coffee, open, be there for someone, and validate their lived experience. And especially during these tumultuous, difficult times where there's been such loss of life. Send love and light to London and Manchester and all the places in the world where all of us have been affected by this dark, dark energy inside our time of light. Send love. Pray for all of us to remember that compassionate place of heart in humanity and allow that to grow in trust in the light and send it out every day. We're not alone. We're in this together. And I send a deep prayer of love to you all. And I'm ending the show today. Hopefully this will play for you is Debbie's goodbye audio clip. I send love and light to you all, dear sisters. May this week bless you in all you do. Take care. Hi, everyone. It's Debbie. 
You may remember me as part of the Spirit Sisters with Shauna, and I will always be her Spirit Sister, always, but I no longer can continue with the show, unfortunately. And it was a very difficult choice I had to make, and especially difficult because I had made a commitment to a great friend, and I had to break it. So I took on way too much. I'm starting a new job. I love my new job. It is my destiny. I absolutely adore it. But I had to really get real about how much energy and grace I could bring to the show after putting all the energy I need to in my new job. So I'm here to say goodbye, but not totally goodbye. I'm going to pop up from time to time. And I know you're going to enjoy the new shows that Shauna has in mind. She's an incredible healer, a fantastic woman, and a great friend. And I think, and I know, you're going to love her perspectives on the world, on our evolution as women, and our rising in the world to be the highest version of ourselves that we can possibly be. So thank you so much for allowing me into your ears and into your heart. And I wish you all the best. Many, many blessings. Take care. Thank you.